and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I am your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my friend Jade. Hello! Today we have watched a older Tom Cruise film. Uh, my first few have been more modern films, so I thought it was time for an 80s classic Tom Cruise film. Yes. And we chose Cocktail. Of course. <laughs> I feel like it's one of his most famous. A lot of people think of Cocktail when they think Definitely. of... And Top Gun. But, yeah, for some reason, Cocktail is just like yeah, yeah, it's a thing. go-to Tom Cruise sort of thing. Yeah. So, you've never seen it before. No. Uh, did you know anything about it before? Uh, I thought this was the one that with the socks, when he's sliding around in the socks. But that's now, I remember, Risky Business. Yes. So, I was kind of expecting a sock sliding scene and that didn't really happen. No. Well, how disappointing. <laughs> um, so, obviously, my knowledge of the movie was pretty limited. But I just um, – I think the pink neon really attracted me to the film initially. It is nice. Yes. It's very eye-catching. Um, everything should be in pink flowing script neon, if, yeah. I, if you ask me. Now that we've watched it, do you, what did you think? Oh, it's just a classic 80s. Like, there's just so many things – about 80s films that are in this movie. It just encapsulated everything. And the story is like, it's just that classic good-looking boy goes down to New York City to make a million dollars and he's reading all his books and then learns that, you know, money isn't everything. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great for hair, great for fonts and club names. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, I really love 80s movies. Oh, and also th- um, thong bikinis. Like there's always, there's always a bum shot. There were the so 80s. many bum shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 80s movies are like classic for, th- for the thong bikini. There was actually uh, on one of the characters who we'll discuss in a moment. Some of the bikinis were really, really like they would do well on Instagram now. Yes. Like really <laughs> geometric and fringe and yeah, everything yeah, on them. Yeah. Like, wow, she's ahead of the curve. Like, yeah, not, not, she didn't have all the high waisted, like desperately unflattering. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was literally string. Yeah. <laughs> pieced together. Just pieced together the in a nice ultimate. pattern with a, to make a nice tan on her back. Yeah. On her bum. So we're going to have a little discussion about what actually happens in the movie. As you just said, it's pretty a stock standard kind of 80s dude discovers himself by fucking up a few times and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes and being a bit of a dickhead um but i guess what sets it apart is that it's very visually interesting to watch because there's a lot of cocktail flair in it which is very exciting um although i guess nowadays when we see someone doing cocktail flair we're like just pour my drink please. just hurry up and serve my drink <laughs> enough with the tom cruise-ish <laughs> you don't care uh so the movie is it was made in 1988 um Actually, yeah, I had a quick look. It uh, didn't do that very well. Um, like it's in terms of box office, or yeah, oh, it did okay box office wise, but like it was panned really badly critically. Like uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like two percent or something, like a really Aww, tiny amount. That's rough. And even Tom Cruise said it wasn't that good. Like he even had a bit of a go at it. And yet, that's one that everyone sort of thinks about. I guess I don't see it. That I don't think it's. I don't think it's the worst. Worst. Than yeah, I, like I think it's a product of its time. Totally. Absolutely, but yeah. If you're reviewing it now for its, um, yeah, if someone made that now, <laughs> you'd be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but you know, for for the '80s, for all of the '80s um, glory, it's perfect. Yeah, I loved. Uh, thing I loved was the decor because there's a lot of we end up uh, seeing the interiors a lot of wealthy people's homes yes in this and just the amount of like i don't know if people people outside australia won't know this but there's a there was a place called copper art that used to sell well stuff made of copper copper but it was like homewares and it looked like i think like copper art looked at 
these movies and was like, <laughs> sweet, that weird copper leaf sort of palm frond lamp. Oh, the light the, lamp Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, we're going to fucking produce a million of those. Yes. And so Howells is in the early 90s in Australia. We'll fill them. The story starts off with Tom Cruise, whose character is Brian Flanagan. And you notice how many times they kept saying their surnames? Yes, it was very surname. Yeah. Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. It was they really tried to push the Irish yeah. um, heritage yeah, yeah, they aspect did. for some reason. I'm not really quite sure why. No. Because, oh, well, it turns out he, he goes to New York. He wants to um, become a rich business guy. And he catches up with his uncle who owns a pub called Pat's something or other. What is it called? Pats? Pats? Probably just Pats. I think it was just Pats. Yeah, lots of green and... Broken neon. You couldn't quite read the sign. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes to Pats and he does a little bit of work there, but his dream is to become, yeah, like the proper 80s business guy, but he has absolutely no qualifications. He just did a stint in the military and there's like a really good montage of everyone uh, rejecting him because he doesn't have a college degree. Yeah. Little did they know that that meant nothing in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the classic. And he's reading. There's several shots of um, like the self help books that he's reading. The Entrepreneur and How to Turn an Idea into a Million Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, the classic thing. And maybe that's why they refer to the Irish heritage is because he's kind of going away from who he really should be and yeah. then returns there eventually owning a pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he enrolls. So all the job interview people are like, get out of here without your degree. Uh, go, go, go to college. So he does uh, enroll in college, but he obviously needs to work. So he swings by a TGI Friday's in Manhattan and asks for a job and that's where we meet our friend played by Brian Brown, Doug Doug. Doug Coglin? Coglin. Coglin, yeah. Who is just a dick. Yeah. Like there was nothing. And unfortunately he's Australian. Yeah, I'm like, cool. Is this what everyone thought? Like everyone thought Crocodile Dundee and fucking Coglin. Yeah, that's that's, that's Australia, Australia, isn't it? Maybe that's why maybe that is Australia. <laughs> he he uh he doesn't run the boat, he's like the manager, I guess, and he gives him a job and Throws him in the deep end, and oh, poor old uh, poor old Brian is like, "Oh, what's a martini? <laughs> what are you saying?" And has a really rough night, but he gets a job still, and he very quickly becomes really good at it. And they learn flair, which, if you don't know for some reason, is when you hurl alcohol bottles around Woo. and in a fun sort of way, and it makes your drink take three times as long to make, but <laughs> it looks kind of cool in the process. <laughs> Uh, a few bars in Brisbane, I think, still persist with that. Yeah, we should go and find one. Yeah, mm. just yell at them. No, you don't like Tom Cruise at all. <laughs> <laughs> so these two form a pretty good friendship, which is, I don't understand, like this, he's so much older and he's just constantly spouting nonsense. Like, sexist nonsense. He's the most yeah, sexist. Yeah, so sexist. <laughs> and he just keeps like his Coglin's Law, which is, like, I don't know, like Murphy's Law, but it's just like anything he thinks of is suddenly like a <laughs> tidbit of like profound wisdom. Oh yes. And All it's hail Coglin's law. <laughs> it's so shit. <laughs> so they become but they become really good friends and they kind of entertain the idea of one day owning their own bar and if not chain. And which Brian pitches in one of his business college classes, which is like getting a chain pub into every shopping center in America, which the like teacher is like, that's crap. That's a crap idea. But what do well, we have now? 2019, there's a lot of pubs and shopping centers. <laughs> so many pubs he and was shopping centers. <laughs> uh, especially Irish pubs. 
so, yeah, they're entertaining that idea and they're really, really good at hurling bottles around behind a bar, yeah. doing it to – what's some of the songs they did? Um, Addicted to Love. Oh, Addicted to Love. That seems so, good. Is no, that when good. They, they, they were both – they were in, in time? No, that was before. That was when the girl with the slicked back hair was at the bar. Oh, yes. Yeah, because she had the same hair as the girls in that clip, which yeah. I thought was a nice – I don't know if that was on purpose. But um, they also did Hippie Hippie Shake was the one where they were, yeah. like, perfectly in sync. Oh, like, yeah, that was great. Throwing stuff behind their backs. Was, um, yeah. Everybody's cheering, yeah. laughing. I want to be at their bar. Yeah, no, I kind of, I was kind of a bit jealous. Saying it's a really fun time instead of us all like glaring at each other and dudes having punch ups <laughs> for bumping into each other. Uh, no, so uh, they're they're really really good and everyone thinks they're really great. They're in because they're in Manhattan. It's obviously a really busy bar and as I Coglin's always going on about like you need to be in the right location to swindle money from women basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> He's like, this is where all the rich women hang out, so I'm going to bag myself one. Yeah, yeah bag myself one and take all their money. <laughs> what a cool, cool guy. <laughs> what, a, what a legend. Uh, but they get, like, headhunted by some dude and they end up working at a place called Cell Block. Cell which Block. Which is, he just got the guy owns it as, like, the hottest saloon in New York. I'm like, saloon? <laughs> Who calls it a saloon? <laughs> Hog's Breath Cafe? God. <laughs> yeah, so they end up working there and it's... I don't know, jail themed and they're wearing like kind of like striped shirts. It's it's very tacky. More neon signs, so that's just pretty nice. Yes, lots of neon. Three stories high. Like three thousand people and two bartenders, <laughs> yeah. we noticed. It made perfect sense. Everyone was so happy to be waiting ten hours for yeah. a drink. <laughs> and like there was a, the yuppie uh what is it, yuppie poet who oh, yeah. did poetry and then Tom Cruise's character like gets up on does his own like poetry like that seems to be a recurring thing is he gets up in a bar and does, does some poetry like, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where that like yeah it's I don't just, like an added extra I'm I was sure just like his personality in. quirk I guess yeah like he's so like clever at just oh, coming off the off the fly limericks who knows uh, while they're working at cell block they what's his name Brian Brian meets a girl called Coral who's like a really wealthy photographer because he's following. Coglin's advice and wants to bag a wealthy girl but Coglin's all like women you can't trust him she's fucking other men behind your back and he keeps like at him which is really annoying like he was trying to start something which turns out he is because he bet him that she was going to fuck someone else by the end of the week and it turns out he seduced her to prove a point yeah which, cool guy which isn't really like did you win the bet if you forced her he made it happen yeah the thing I thought about that was like it just really made an assumption about her stupidity too. Like yeah, she was just pictured as this woman who just would easily flip from guy to guy and really disregarded in yeah. the whole process. It was just this blokes got their dick out and who can get the girl kind of thing. Yeah, it was just so shit. Oh, so shit. <laughs> and it culminated in them having a fist fight behind the bar. Yeah, and that uh, was pretty good. Bit of action. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of uh, that's a recurring theme. People just getting punched and knocked down into things. Yes, constantly. Um, I guess that's what the eighties were about. <laughs> just throwing people into expensive things. Oh yes, the art. Well, that, that happened a couple of times with the artwork. There yeah, there's artwork uh, just flying everywhere, and lots then, of glass bottles breaking. Yeah, just just a mess everywhere. Yeah, they obviously their friendship's ruined. So we cut to three years later, and Brian is working in Jamaica. Uh, he it was kind of one of his plans was to work in Jamaica for a while. Because you apparently make three to four hundred dollars a day. Whoa, which is obviously not true. <laughs> and you know, just fund his idea for these chain of shitty bar pubs. And yes, yeah, so we cut to him, and he's working there, and he ends up having a little flirt with a beautiful 
innocent girl called Jordan. And while that's going on, guess who turns up? It's Coglin. Coglin. Cool. Uh, turns up and he's like immediately at him again. Just, he's such a bully. Just a jerk. Just a real jerk. Yeah, so obviously Brian is all like, I really like this other girl and everything, but Coglin can't let that happen, can't let him have feelings for any girl no so she's got to be rich yeah she's got to be she's got to be rich you got to take advantage of her the thing wasn't it It was like he he just kept trying to like bully him into finding a rich woman yeah so he's like having this lovely time like romancing jordan and god forbid a young man has feelings for a young woman and like in a totally wholesome kind of way yeah yeah they have a really nice time um some really good uh montages of Oh, like the mon- okay, I've written notes about the montage. Okay. So this is what this is, I reckon that was the ultimate '80s romance <laughs> montage. Just gonna take a sidestep for a minute. So um, it featured um, lots of beautiful people at the beach. There was a roofless car, so she comes out in this outfit, bounding out, so happy as he picks her up in this jeep that has no top on. And she has a top on, but it's a crop top, of course, and it's fluoro colors. And then they next minute, there's like um, they're on a bus going down to the downtown of Jamaica and hanging out with the locals and <laughs> dancing in the street. And then there's like that all goes into the waterfall scene. Yeah, so I read a little thing about that waterfall scene. Apparently, it was freezing cold, oh. and they were just like, "Can we get this done?" So you can actually. I was looking, I couldn't see it, but apparently if you look closely, you can see them shivering and they're like turning blue. (laughs) How sexy. Like, I mean, her boobs would have looked incredible, I guess. Yes. Nothing about him would have looked pretty. (laughs) (laughs) No. That Um, was like, yeah, that was like the ultimate romance. So that's how we know as an audience that romance is going on because there's a montage with reggae style music. Oh, and the horse riding. There was horse riding on the beach. Oh, there was horse riding on the beach. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's how we know it's true love. True love. (laughs) (laughs) But, of course, this wouldn't be a movie if there wasn't some drama and the drama comes in the form of Coglin daring Brian to seduce the wealthy woman who sits down at the bar and because Brian is you know one of those 80s men who absolutely cannot say no to a bet uh, agrees <laughs> and he tries to seduce her and she's resistant at first and they all like oh, you can do it and then she's like come back here bartender <laughs> and he wins her over oh and they swan off and yeah, she, so her she's wearing this outfit that was my favorite outfit the whole show it's like a pantsuit but it's sheer black material yeah she with like some tropical kind of with tropical leaves on it and she's flowing around and floating around i'm like that is my life goal is yeah, being this is sh- like really plunged like swimsuit one piece swimsuit that goes right, right down to a belly button yeah and it's wonderful yeah Just she was like, a sheer panted millionaire yeah and that is sitting at a bar bagging mm. hot bartenders it's yeah. totally my life goal no it's actually no. yeah so he uh ends up going back to bonnie's bungalow and our poor dear jordan witnesses it and mm. luckily for her that there was a late night flight from Jamaica <laughs> back to New York City. Like, how convenient. Because after they shag, uh, Brian feels real bad and goes to seek her out. And her friend's like, nah, she got the late night flight. What did you do? What did you do to her? And he's like, I don't know. What did I do? <laughs> you had sex with an old lady, okay? <laughs> That's what you did. You were in the middle of a romance montage and you went home with another woman. Yeah. Come on, Brian. Really, obviously. Like, no no discreetness at all, you idiot. Uh, so he's, I don't know, he doesn't know what to do. 
uh, he knows where she works. She mentions where she works, which comes into play later. So, um, but he decides to stick with Bonnie because she's like enamored with him and they go back to New York together and she's essentially, I guess, like a toy boy mm. kind of thing. Like he's literally like a accessory who carries her coat and everything for her and he doesn't like it very much, mm. which... You wouldn't, no. No. Like, no, he wants to, he's like, he wants to be an entrepreneur and everything, like, but yeah, is wealth worth being mm. the handbag so, of literally a cougar? Yes. Essentially, he just, he followed his friend's advice, which was really bad. Mm. Uh, turns out Coglin's laws are shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> Who knew? Who <laughs> know? And yeah, so it ends up in this position where he's just being told what to wear and what to do. So he rebels violently. Oh, yes. This is the theme. Uh, they go to an art show, one of her friends' art shows. And, oh, my God, the artist. I don't know what, like, is that what artists look like in the 80s in oh, New yes. York? Slick back hair. Slick back hair and the biggest button-down <laughs> shirt I've <laughs> ever seen tucked into his pants. So big. Like, it was, you could have fit three of those men in that shirt. He was the greasiest, grossest-looking white dude I've ever seen in my life. So, but he is the sculptor at this art show. Um, Brian gets sloshed on expensive champagne and has a go at him and they literally have a fist fight around the artwork yes. and the artist gets hurled through his own statue. <laughs> it's just beautiful. It's really satisfying. <laughs> like as if you haven't want to punch your enemy in the face through their like most prized object. Yes. <laughs> it's the ultimate <laughs> revenge. Uh, so that doesn't go well and he breaks up with no, Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie. He breaks up with Bonnie and he's like, well, I'm going to cut my losses and go harass that other girl whose heart I broke. So he <laughs> turns up like a stalker yeah, he goes to her workplace. <laughs> so if this happened in real life, girls, I would be warning you against this guy. Yeah, like he is king fuckboy of yeah. Manhattan. Uh, so like a, like a total fuckboy, he goes straight to her work. He you know, sneaks into a booth and like holds up a menu to Heidi's face. Like, real, real cool. Uh, and then he you know, surprises her and she is obviously furious. Uh, at this point, he doesn't know why she's mad He because he's a big fucking dumb loser who <laughs> misses, missed all the cues. But um, So she is not having it at all, doesn't find this romantic gesture romantic no. whatsoever. Which and is good. I liked that about her. She was calling yeah. him on his bullshit. Yeah, she called him hardcore. And then threw food on him. Yeah, it's like, you want to see the specials? And like, <laughs> pours what looks like dog puke on his head. <laughs> Here you go, pal. It was so good. So yeah, lots of delicious re- revenge in this yeah. movie. Yeah. If you're not getting held through a statue, you get <laughs> shit poured in your beautiful, beautiful floppy hair. That floppy fringe. <laughs> Got me every time. <laughs> uh, so um, he doesn't take that hint and hangs out at her work. Again. Until she finishes, pretends to be a beggar. Like it's a just terrible series of jokes. <laughs> she goes back to her, so he goes back to um, her apartment, which they were trying so hard to make it look like she's like an artist, and you know she lives in a poor studio apartment. Yeah, but can you imagine how much that place would have cost yeah. to rent? In I guess it was in Manhattan as Downtown well. Downtown Manhattan. Jesus Christ, it was there, nice. And like if it hadn't had the staircase, you'd been like, yeah, that's a pretty small apartment. But it had a staircase, like a really flash-looking mm. staircase. Like what's upstairs? That was probably my favorite interior out of all of them, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the white but painted her- brick and tall. But also all of her art was just so late 80s. Yeah. Like stuff you'd see like on a T-shirt. 
On a Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, Thanks yeah. He's <laughs> like, is this our waterfall? No, it's not our waterfall. I'm like, yes, it is. It's the waterfall. Yeah, it's the waterfall. You fucked in. <laughs> so when they're back at the apartment uh, having a talk, that's when the penny drops and he realises that she actually saw him going home with the other lady. Yeah. And he realises he was, he was a fuck boy. But and then, but then he uses the excuse like you were being too full on because you yeah. made you made a joke about having kids with dreadlocks living in Jamaica, and you know he got spooked, and that's why he had sex with another woman. In mm. really obviously, like cool, and he's like he kind of threw it back on her. That made me sorry. Yeah, I was really angry too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you prick. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry that she was nice and open, and you rode a horse with her. You like, rode her on the horses <laughs> on the beach. You're getting married forever and yeah. ever. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> that she decides to, you know, spook him again. Like she's, I don't think this is a great habit of hers. Like she's constantly trying to scare him off <laughs> when she clearly has feelings for him. That uh, she's like, well, I'm pregnant. And yeah, that was a bombshell. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that actually. Also, like, I don't know if this is going into too far territory, but she's, okay, we find out something about her really soon, but that she's really, really wealthy, like super wealthy Park Avenue rich, but she's obviously trying to make it out on her own with her own crappy little apartment and everything. But like, there are options if you are an unmarried white rich woman in New York. Yeah. Like, well, abortions aren't illegal in America in the 80s. So I don't know, I found that kind of weird like it was no there was no like you know pro-life kind of overtones but I just like I wonder why she yeah. wants to keep the baby yeah I had it the same con- thing going through my head actually. yeah like I was expecting um some kind of conversation or alluding to yeah. options but yeah. there was no- nothing but she was like I'm option. keeping it and I don't want you to have anything to do with the child yeah and no, I was I don't know that's not not the choice I'd make but we'll leave that to a to a more political podcast <laughs> yes. I guess <laughs> yeah we should take this offline yeah <laughs> So um, he is a little bit freaked out about that, but he kind of reflects on it. He leaves and reflects on it and is like, no, I really like her and she's going to have a baby. I kind of do want to be involved. So later on he goes back to her apartment, is banging on the door and her neighbor's like, she's not hiding from you. She's at her parents' house. And that's when we find out that she is rich as fuck. So rich. Like uh, Park Avenue. Park, Park Ave- Avenue? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like they have a concierge and a butler and <laughs> it's a time. Uh, so he goes on up there and her dad is like, how much will it cost to get you out of here, boy? Classic move. Yep. And they're very marble. Like the, the decor and that. Oh, yeah. It was very – like I was thinking the rich people America interior design hasn't really changed that much from that scene. No. <laughs> like – Oh, really heavy, thick curtains. It's like, like what you see pictures of Donald Trump's place, but like just less stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. just not as, as obnoxious. Grand piano. Just, yeah, really ornate and yeah. like more furniture than is entirely necessary for one apartment. Yeah, he goes in there and the dad, yeah, the dad's like, how much will it cost? And she turns up and they all have, a, have an argument and um, more violence. More art got broken in that scene too, didn't it? No, was it, was it later? Oh, was that later? Oh, I ruined it. Nah. <laughs> nah. It, we're not doing a particularly linear, linear plot around Oh, right. Here. Okay, good. Yeah, I think he, he go, ends up going back. Um, oh, yeah, then they break I think I feel like he goes and – no. No, I know what happens. Okay. <laughs> a lot happens before they come back. He seeks out, uh, seeks out Doug and is like, can I get a job at your swank new bar? So oh, the yes. thing we missed – Okay, so when he's in Jamaica, 
Coughlin's like, hey, I sorted myself out. I bagged myself a really rich woman and now we're married. And that's why the whole, like, just, that's what you got to do to make it. Yes, um, key plot point. Yeah, so uh, he ends up opening his own really swank bar in New York City. And what is it called? I wrote that down oh, somewhere. Yes. It was called Hysteria, Hysteria Club. Oh, wow. And he's like, if you want a job, I'll um, give it to you. And he's like, I'll never take a job from you again. And he's like, well, I bet a $400 bottle of brandy that you'll be here <laughs> in like a certain amount of time. Obviously, that's it. what happens. He goes crawling back and asks for a job. And, you know, they're having a deep and meaningful on the private yacht that's attached <laughs> to the, like the opulence. Oh my God. It's the tackiest. They have like a deep and meaningful. And it turns out uh, Coughlin's law is he realizes are bullshit himself because he's actually flat broke. Like he spent all the money on the wrong things and the bar's really doing badly, but he hasn't told his beautiful rich wife. She thinks that he's doing really well and he's miserable. The beautiful wife is like, I need to go home. And Tom Cruise is like, I'll drive you home. And then there's a moment where she tries to seduce him. Of course. I'm not quite sure why that what that it was about. All of the rich women were seductresses. Yeah. There, there was a real kind of thing going on. And there. I didn't like how like Tom Cruise kept kind of shaming his wife for um being like that. But like I think that was like a part of their relationship. Is That's that, what I thought too. Yeah. I like, thought he was – I thought was, with your pretty ways, do you? Yeah. They just had an open scenario yeah. that they were obviously kind of all okay with. That's yeah. what Tom Cruise comes along with his judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise was a Catholic um, at that time. So, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> he wasn't quite a Scientologist yet, so maybe <laughs> that's the uh, that's the difference. So he does it back and he's like, how dare you kiss me? He's my best friend. And he goes back to talk to Coughlin and Coughlin, for some reason, has decided his life is so bad that he takes the bottle of the $400 brandy and slashes his own throat with it. Like you don't see it, you just see yeah. the aftermath of that, which is pretty full on. Um, grim. So that's a kind of a sad point. But that makes Brian realise that, you know, you've got to make the right decisions that feel right to you, not the ones that you think are going to get you where you want to be. So he goes back into the Park Avenue apartment and that's where oh, yes. <laughs> there's like a more violence. There's more shoes. violence. <laughs> and like this art. I don't know what sort of art. It's so 80s. It's like a big pink ball and like a big blue like swoosh thing. It's just like shapes. Yeah, there's real shapes put together and like the butler goes flying through one and <laughs> <laughs> it's real good. But instead of her being like, get out of here, fuck boy, she's like, nah, fuck boy, I'm coming with you. Oh, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit naff. A bit, a little bit naff. Yeah, like he, he was like, he had a pretty compelling speech, but you go on some dates, guys. Like she'd literally run away with him to go and get married yeah, it's a at the rash. Pat's pub. Yes. Um, back to his roots. So that's, you know, he's going back to his, yeah, back to his roots, back to his family. You know, all is well in Queens. Congratulations. <laughs> like, making jokes about, like, you're going to want to divorce me in three weeks. And, like, oh, and, like, you're going to want to divorce me because I'm going to get fat and ugly. And, like, I'm making fat. Oh, oh and I then he said, like, and then he said, this is an actual line from this movie, as long as you don't get too fat. Uh, what the <laughs> does that mean? <laughs> sorry, what is your... <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know what marriage is? Like, you don't get to be, like, a clause. It's, like, unless she gets too fat, for better or for worse. Oh, the 80s. It was... Oh, it was... <laughs> Prime fat there shaming was, in there. Yes, there was a few, <laughs> there was a few <laughs> quotes. And then, I don't know, not much happens for a minute and then uh, he opens his own bar. It's like Flanagan's Cocktails and Dreams. Yes. And uh, 
if you're not from Queensland, you might, even if you are from Queensland, you might not know this. So on the Gold Coast, there is a bar in Surface Paradise called Cocktails and Dreams. Or it was until really recently when I went back and they've just turned it to cocktails. Aww. But it used to have like the actual neon sign Yay. and everything. And they used to, I think they used to do flair and stuff there. It was, it's the worst bar <laughs> in one of the worst places on earth. Like I love it. It's so trashy, but it's a shocker. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, I went back now that I'm a Tom Cruise fan and like can't wait to get photos outside there. And yeah, it was like Boo. all like modern, like modern, um, graphic design I'm like boo you like 30 years nearly you had the tackiest <laughs> stuff and now you change it anyway um you're just late to the tom cruise party i was too late <laughs> for the tom cruise party i was so bummed oh well and then and then like the uh there's some more fucking counter like bar top poetry oh yes and then she's like i'm gonna speak you one more time and and jade was like it's twins and she's like it's twins <laughs> i knew it <laughs> i knew it predict this stuff of course it was twins um and they got her wedding dress was really i thought it was a very nice 80s um, yeah it didn't have big puffy sleeves which was that would have been a bit more 80s but there was some good background there was a really hot denim puffy sleeve dress going on oh yeah and a nice yoke yeah uh yeah some of the fashion was was like a lot of like that businessy corporate 80s yeah fashion like that once jacket he wears that like goes down past his bum it's a mid-thigh like tweed, tweed yeah. thing. Yeah. Wow. Look at that style. And then um, the, in the final scene, he has a, um, a waist. Like he tries to have this country-ish, but it's like 80s country and there's a waistcoat and that those thin leather oh, ties. Yeah. Like he's got was that, the, was that a thing? Because that woman was wearing like a really country denim dress. Yeah. I wonder if that's the thing. But it was also like seemed like it was Irish. Yeah. I think they were trying to Look, include a lot of things. It was <laughs> – Possibly the shittest bar. And that's why it will do really well at all the suburban pubs they could possibly hope for. That's right. And so the moral of the story is don't fuck with rich women. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. either they'll seduce you or dump you. <laughs> other, unless they're willing to, like, lose everything to be with you because you knocked her up. I don't know. It's – the morals weren't great in this. It was wasn't super clear. But I did yeah. notice – so I was, I was actually hoping for some cocaine usage – um, because it's an 80s film, it's corporate Wall Street, you yeah. want to get rich. I was really surprised there was no Coke. No. I think that in lieu of that was a $400 bottle of – Yeah. Maybe that was like a metaphor for that. So what does a $400 bottle of brandy taste like? Like, Yeah. I don't, I th- I don't think it tastes any different really to an $80 bottle, no, surely. probably not. Surely after $80 it doesn't Surely after special. like $40 even. <laughs> like, I know, I'm a cheap drunk, but <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, so lots of 80s is – excluding the uh, lack of cocaine and yeah just um a, a good time despite all the bitching we have done <laughs> uh so what i like to talk about is tom cruise-isms i guess because this is pr- an earlier film there's not a lot like well, the main one would be running and the only running i noted was when he was trying to f- after having intercourse with bonnie he decides <laughs> <laughs> he's like i feel awful and he runs for like <laughs> 10 feet to uh, find Jordan. Yeah. So that's the only bit running. But it was yeah. very, it was still very Tom Cruise running. Yeah. So the other thing, I, yes, uh, the other thing I noticed was the hands in the air. Woo! Yeah. That happens quite a few it times. It is like a ha, like the, that Tom Cruise, like big smile, obnoxious yeah. noise kind of thing. So yeah. there was a couple of those little. And he always does a, um, when somebody says something, he does like a, a chuckle kind of. This is going to be hard to not see the way that I'm trying to do it. But he, like, sort of looks down a little bit with 
this coy eye thing <laughs> up with his sexy smile and does this little like <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that face is on the cover of one of his movies I, ca- I can't think one but that's but oh it'd be that. like Jerry Maguire or something yes yeah. the Jerry Maguire thing so yes so he does that in this film yeah. a few times that is definitely a Tom Cruiseism yeah I don't know if it's a Tom Cruiseism but man is he a handsome boy he is so fucking hot and he's beautiful hair and he slicks his hair back I'm like Mwah, beautiful but yeah it's that floppy fringe that whole time i was yeah. just like oh i just want to put my fingers in that hair <laughs> <laughs> so much hair i think that's probably all the tom cruises oh i guess one of his things is stunts um there weren't any stunts in here like, i mean he rode his own horse i guess but <laughs> but he learned how to do flare cocktail making he learned that yeah so someone a guy whose name i've forgotten was well known in new york as a flare cocktail guy and he worked at the TGI Fridays and he was like um, seen by someone from Touchstone Pictures who was like we need someone to teach Tom Cruise how to do flair would you like to do that so we got this really cool gig of teaching Tom Cruise how to do flair that's so cool yeah which is that's so so dreams came true in the for the movie yeah someone's dreams came true someone's (laughs) dreams came true <laughs> uh, so yeah, he did. He learned that. I remember reading somewhere that he how much time he devoted to that, uh, but I can't remember what it was. But I imagine knowing Tom Cruise, it was a lot of time. Obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I watched a thing recently where he can still do it. So of course he can. So showing yeah. off, Tom Cruise. Jeez, Fuck that guy. Why is he so good at everything? <laughs> oh, I just wrote it in one of my notes. I don't know if this is an American thing or a New York thing. Why was everyone just constantly yelling and interrupting? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it's a New York thing, isn't it? Like, uh, like every time there's someone's doing poetry, they're like, oh, i got five things to say. Oh, <laughs> hey, go make my drink. And just yeah, constantly, yeah. hey, you fucked me in, you, you hunk of junk to a limousine. Like, just <laughs> oh, you're the taxi driver. Yeah. You limousine drivers, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Just constant interruptions. Everyone is so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Except in Jamaica, because there was reggae music on all yeah, the time. Yeah, everyone was, so everyone was, chill. was chilled. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the story uh, of Cocktail. That's I think that's everything. Oh, on. The only other thing. Mm. There is one thing. Yep. Um, the soundtrack. We haven't <gasps> talked about the music. Oh, yep, okay. The music is pretty amazing. The music is amazing. In the beginning, there's this song. I don't know, even know. It doesn't. It's not recognizable to me. But I just wrote a note that says, "Music A plus, <laughs> ambitious cock rock." <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it really sums it up. <laughs> yeah, it was some really good song. Like if you look up the um, what do you call it, the soundtrack. There's some real bangers in there. Like obviously, um, hippie hippie shake, and there's like a there's someone singing all shook up, but like. A different, like oh, a non Elvis version, version. Yeah. yeah, which is actually pretty cool. And is it Kokomo that yes, the Beach, Beach Boys. Boys song was apparently written for this? Yeah. And I also read that "Don't Worry, Be Happy" blew up after this movie came out. So it it had been released, but they put it in the movie, and then it blew up and was yeah. in radios everywhere. Which yeah. I was reading the thing like, oh, sorry about that. I'm like, that song is great. I don't know why. why don't apologize for that. I'm glad that exists. Yeah, yeah. it is a good song. Yeah, yeah, there was actually I used to have this tape. That was from the Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> and it had all these 80s songs on it, but copies of 80s songs. And Kokomo was on there. The Don't Worry, Be Happy was on Is there. Is that like Kimmy Schmidt when she has, have you seen that? <laughs> Where she has a tape of like bad covers. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the song. Yeah. We could produce it really cheaply. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> I think one of the best things about this movie is probably the tagline. It's not actually on this DVD for some reason, but you see it on a lot of things. Uh, it is, and wait for it, it is, when he pours, he rains. 
Sorry, what? When he pours, he rains. Rains like R E I G. Yeah. I actually think that's probably like better than the whole movie. Like that tagline. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Um, we should rate this movie. Yes. Um, What's our measure? What's the so measure out of out of five? Um, and you, you get to pick your uh, chosen okay thing. Um, well, I'll I'll rate it. Uh, it's it's very fun and enjoyable, but it's definitely not Tom Cruise's best. Like even of his eighties kind of silly movies, I think it's definitely probably the cheesiest. But it's just. It is really fun. Like, it's a nice background kind of yeah. movie. So, I'll give it two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, what am I going to give it? Smashed bottles of $400 brandy <laughs> out of five. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Look, I think, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I love the 80s culture references. There's just so many things in there that are the epitome of 80s. And Tom Cruise is super hot and... Although I wasn't super happy about how women get treated generally, but you know we're 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 past that. We're getting we're moving forward maybe yep. in that area. Th- happily, in th- now it's thirty years past. Yeah, things will be better. It makes it does make They're you realize. <laughs> <laughs> it does make you realize maybe some things have changed. A yeah, bit. yeah. Um, in any case, super fun. My rating is going to be three smashed sculptures on the floor out of five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love that there art were, smash. There literally were three th- smash sculptures <laughs> on the floor in this movie. It was good. Uh, yeah, so that's um, – I think you should go watch it. If you were going to watch really Tom Cruise movie, definitely watch Cocktail. Yes. Well, thank you, Jade, so much for Thanks that. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Uh, would you like to tell us where we can find you online? Oh Yeah, so I'm on um, Instagram, Style and Space, and I write a blog – called Style and Space at styleandspace.com.au. I have thoroughly enjoyed reviewing this film with you and if nobody else is going to take up any other 80s Tom Cruise movies, you can always come back to me. I will come straight back to you. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Thanks, Cara. Thank you. Thank you.